Hi, I'm Zina, and welcome to Think Law, a podcast series brought to you by four LSC students where we interview people from different legal backgrounds to guide aspiring law students. This episode will focus on the stages of securing a training contract, balancing university workload and applications, and lastly, on the experience of a future trainee at Latham and Watkins. I have the pleasure to be sitting with Katerina Polikornopoulou today, and I look forward to exploring her interests in commercial law and how she successfully balanced her academics at LSE while securing a training contract in a leading U.S. firm. Hi, Katerina. Hello. That was a perfect pronunciation of my name, which I, <laughs> I get very rarely. Um, so hi, everyone. I am an LSE graduate in law. I completed my LLB in 2022, and then I proceeded to do an LLM again at the LSE um, and graduated, not yet, graduating in December. Um, last summer, I managed to secure a training contract at Latham & Watkins after what felt very very long process and I'll be training with Latham uh, from September 2025 onwards. Thank you for the introduction we look forward to learning more about it. (laughs) So why did you first want to study law just as an undergrad? So I think I was at the point that most 18 year olds are where you don't really know what direction you want to take I was quite torn between studying the arts and studying the law, two completely different things. Um, I have a family of lawyers, so I'm sort of a fourth generation lawyer, so law was very much so on the table as an option for me. And from a very young age, it was something that I saw my parents doing. So I had that exposure to the legal world, which was such a privilege for me because I had a a very good contact with the day-to-day life of a lawyer so I could really make an informed decision as to whether it's something I want to do um, and other than that I I went from there and explored my interest in the law I completed a summer school course in law um, and I did a few internships here and there work shadowings back home in Athens and I found that it's a career I really thoroughly enjoy. It has the international aspect, which was really important to me. Get to meet people from different cultures, different backgrounds, who speak different languages and have different legal systems. It also gives me that personable experience because you get to build relationships and guide the client through a deal and be their first point of contact. At the same time, it gave me the option to generate an influence you really run the deals and make the markets function the way that they do um, and help companies achieve their goals. So it, it felt as if I was given a lot of responsibility as a lawyer and it's it's a career that hopefully suits me. We'll find out. Yeah, I'm sure. And is that why you also wanted to go into commercial law and more of the corporate side? Partly it is. I was always fascinated about the responsibility that a commercial lawyer has. I do think that we come first in in structuring the deal and Mm -hmm. really figuring out all the nitty-gritty details, ironing out all of the challenges. People come to you because they have a problem um, and they want a solution. Mm -hmm. And just getting that challenge was really fascinating for me. Um, And the fulfillment, I guess, of, you know, solving it and making your client happy also um, sounds really exhilarating mm-hmm. so yeah no it's very true I agree it's a nice fast-paced environment to be part of as well it is. 
Um, and so how were you able to also balance your degree in application, like being at LSC, doing your LLM here? How yeah. would you prioritize your work and tasks? So I'd say that was the most challenging thing. Um, I did three years of applications and during my first year, my big mistake was that I was not intentional about my applications. I hadn't set them as a priority, which meant that I run so close to the deadlines, didn't send out applications of a very good quality because it, it just wasn't my priority and I thought that that would work. I realized that's that's not how it goes. So last year during my LLM, I decided priority for the year will be the applications. I still wanted to achieve a good grade in my degree and pay attention and be on time with all of my um, work and whatnot, but priority was applications, which meant I sat down, tracked all of the firms that I wanted to apply to, noted down the deadlines, whether they're rolling, whether they're not, and was very, again, intentional in applying early, being one of the first applications that go through the door. And if that meant that I was behind on a lecture or two, I had the confidence that I would cover that during the weekend. So for me, the only way to balance it was tell myself priorities to find a training contract. And as soon as I did that, um, I, I saw that the responses, the positive responses were coming through. Mm -hmm. And did you met, network with many solicitors? How was that, how was that approach? <clears throat> I, I would say it was a bit hard for me because I was a COVID student. So there weren't any networking events really going on. No one was coming on campus. We didn't have careers events. There were some online opportunities, but those were not, you didn't get what you needed to get out of them. Um, I did the Legal Cheek virtual fair every year, but that was quite chaotic in the sense that there are so many participants, so many firms, and it's hard to get your mm -hmm. voice out there and network with solicitors. So since I didn't have that one-on-one -on -one opportunity to meet with them and chat with them, my approach was to find people on LinkedIn. So I chose some firms that were my top priorities and my technique from then on was to find LSE alumni on LinkedIn that work at those firms and approach them for a chat. Some of them wanted to Zoom me and we had more of a meeting. Some of them just texted me back. So that was really, really effective for COVID times. Mm -hmm. um, after that, a few open days started coming back last year. So I did an open day at HSF, one at Mishcon, and one at Bird and Bird. Those were predominantly online, apart from the HSF one. So again, you didn't have that contact mm -hmm. that you would want to have. But I still think it's a good addition to your application. You can name drop the solicitors that you met, and it does go a long way. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like these open days, even if they were online, was the recruitment team giving you insights into the application or tips on how to write it the way they want? Yes, they were, and that was extremely valuable. Even from practical tips, as in how early is too early, um, in terms of submitting your applications, or length of your answers, it, it was a very eye-opening experience in figuring out what a specific, specific firm looks for, but there were, I would say, some general guidelines that all of them mentioned. And one really important for me was that each 
HR team emphasize that every experience counts. So if you've done a month in a cafe or a month working at a pub or somewhere in your hometown, they really value that and they really want to see that. So that was advice that I got across the board from all firms because it shows that you have transferable skills. Yeah, and they want a whole rounded lawyer. (laughs) So I'm sure you can always, you know, use any of the experiences that you've had. And overall, do you have any advice for students maybe in an earlier stage, like first or second year students who are trying to network and trying to build these relations with others and gain more insights into the law firms? My advice might be a bit counterintuitive, but I would say there's no one size fits all approach. I don't think that you need to do everything right from the beginning, as in I didn't go down the traditional path of doing a first year scheme and then doing the open day, possibly becoming an ambassador, then getting my vacation scheme. I came to it quite late, but I still really, really wanted it. And I think as as long as you have that, you have the commitment, the will, and you can justify why you want it, then you're going to get there. So my advice would be do whatever feels right and natural to you. Don't go to the events just for the sake of going. Go because you want to be there and you want to socialize and improve your application. But even if you're sort of later, a later comer and you realize along your life that you want to do a training contract, you haven't missed out on anything. You can still get there. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure some students will be happy to hear that. <laughs> Um, and once you had your first offer, so after the first stage of your application, this is the last question regarding application, but how did you prep for interviews and assessment centers? Do you have any advice regarding that? Um, I will first shout out the TCLA. They are really, really great. I know a lot of people say this, um, but subscribing to them for a month, you get access to all of their courses and they have so much preparation in terms of commercial awareness, they have um, preparation on how to handle the case studies, the M&As, um, joint ventures, they do also live interviews, mock interviews, so they were a massive help in getting me where I needed to be. A lot of practice on your own as well, the cliche, read the news every morning and note down things that you find interesting, but again, do it in an intentional way. So I wouldn't open the Financial Times and read any article that popped up on you know, the top 10 of the day. I would actually read the ones that I was interested in. I, at the time, I was quite interested in different fines that were coming after Facebook. I was interested in a lawsuit um, against uh, a, an image generator, an AI image generator. So I picked the news that I found relevant to me and that I would happily and eagerly mm-hmm. talk about. Um, which just makes it seem so much more genuine when you're doing the interview. Go through your motivations, go through the firm's profile, so all of those uh, basic details, and approach as many people as you can to learn about how the assessment center Mm. is structured. So this goes back to my reaching people on LinkedIn tip. Um, I found a lot of trainees or people who had just completed the vacation scheme and I got just the full breakdown from them on how it's going to look. And majority of the time, it was exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, it's good to get people that just also are in the same stage or a bit ahead of you, but they're aware of the whole process. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so now the big question regarding Latham and Watkins. So what attracted you 
to what attracted you most to Latham? Um, I had quite a unique path with Latham in terms of the reason why I applied to them is I have um, a close acquaintance from Greece and she was at the LSE as well and she's a, a trainee now at Latham and she always spoke so highly of the firm and specifically what she had touched upon was how enjoyable the interview was for her and I thought that that's such a green flag for a firm if a lot of trainees are speaking so highly of the firm and they're saying how much they enjoyed being interviewed, which is arguably one of the most <laughs> stressful things you can do, um, then it surely is a great place to work. More than that, Latham is such an international firm and I realized, yes, every firm on their website might say we have 30 offices around the world and so many different nationalities, but really the DNA is different at each place and at Latham being an American firm quite ahead in terms of diversity and inclusion and gathering individuals from all different corners of the world. I saw people with names even longer than mine and even more complicated so it, it really felt like a welcoming place and that that attracted me. They're also top of their game um, in banking and mm. finance, they have a really strong litigation team so I, I went ahead and I applied and when it came around to doing my assessment center, that's when I realized they are indeed as friendly as everyone says they are. It was my most enjoyable assessment center. It went by so quick. Um, I got to talk with the partners about my jewelry business. At the time I made necklaces. We talked about um, my art because I, I used to paint. They took such a personal interest in me, which mm -hmm. I really value. They're, they're looking for individuals. They're not looking for robots and that stood out. I'm sure, yeah, I mean, it's it's usually you don't really like these type of days. The assessment centers are quite daunting, so yeah. that is indeed a green flag. And so in the vacation scheme, how was your experience like? How did you find that? So I'll preface this by saying that all vacation schemes are very challenging because you need to be top of your game every day for two weeks. And there is a feeling that you're being interviewed, perhaps, um, every day, all day, and whatever you say may be held against you. Um, so, so there is that feeling inside of you. But as soon as I went there um, and I started my first seat in financial regulation, I had the loveliest supervisor. He made me feel very safe to ask questions and express my ideas. Um, he made me feel challenged as well and as if I was learning, which is really, really important. I think a lot of vacation schemes can just give you routine work and you get sort of lost in paperwork and doing admin tasks but at Latham I was genuinely involved in what the team was doing um, so it was challenging yes the cohort was lovely uh, graduate recruitment was there for us and we had such a close relationship with them as well I know it's quite rare with firms that may have a larger grad rec team or a larger trainee intake but at Latham we had two main points of contact with grad rec and we were quite close with them so we could express our concerns our feelings and they were there to help us through the whole process um, in terms of the structure this is something i can also touch upon mm -hmm. specifically for latham so you do two different seats um, in each one of your seats you complete a task which is uh, you get a full brief on the task and everyone gets the same exact brief so that's really really valuable because there's so much transparency in what they're looking from you 
I know it can be a challenge with other firms where they don't really tell you what your task is going to be and you're sort of trying to figure out is this my task is this my task but with Latham very transparent from the get-go and everyone is given the exact same opportunity so you're giving a specific task um, the question that you're given relates to the practice area that you're sat on and you need to prepare a memorandum most of the time sometimes it might be contractual clauses different um, different type of work for your supervisor you have two different drafts for that um, and your supervisor grades it. They do want to assess how you incorporate feedback as well. That's really, really important because you'll be doing that as a trainee every day. And then we also have an interview at the end of week two. It was a very conversational interview. It was more so, I think, a personality check for them mm -hmm. to see if we would be an enjoyable presence in the firm and if we're motivated enough to apply. So overall, lovely vacation scheme. Every vacation scheme is challenging, of course, um, but I had loads of fun. And I think mm -hmm. we gelled really well with my cohort as well, which another green flag when a firm attracts individuals that you get yeah. along well with. That's very true. And how was the training like the first few days? Did they help you integrate? How? There was a lot of sessions so the first day was an introductory training day you get briefed on all of their IT you get given mm -hmm. your laptop your equipment um, you go on a tour of the office so those are more so the practical things that you do on the first day and then throughout the vacation scheme we had loads of different sessions sprinkled throughout they were usually in the form of a presentation but they were extremely interactive and we did have some group work as well and these were mainly focused on different practice areas. So you would have either a partner or an associate or both coming in, presenting their practice area, talking about some notable deals, but in a very interactive way where you could just interrupt and ask for questions. Um, people were having their coffees around the table. So it was more so a coffee chat, mm -hmm. getting introduced to that specific area so that you know exactly what the firm is strong at and maybe you discover some new practice areas that you didn't know they had. Mm -hmm. um, so there were a lot of these sessions, but there were also, in between the training, there was also a lot of fun. We had a lot of dinners, we had an amazing brunch. Um, icebreakers so it was it was very well balanced yeah. no I think it also shows a lot from the people that you're surrounded with you know it's it shows you also the culture of the firm absolutely and so you did two two different practice areas which ones were they and how was that so my first seat was in financial regulation and my second seat was in litigation specifically in data privacy disputes which was really, really interesting. Um, financial regulation, I must say, when I uh, was told that that would be my first seat at the beginning, I thought, wow, that sounds maybe complicated and heavy and I, I don't have much financial knowledge. Um, but I turned out loving the practice area and I think the main reason why was I had a very passionate supervisor and when someone is truly, truly passionate about mm. what they do, they can't help but transmit that to you. Um, so financial regulation, such an interesting area. I got to do a knowledge work as well for them. Um, so work with a trainee on updating their blog. I participated in the weekly team meeting, um, got to listen in on client calls. So I really dipped my toes into different um, areas 
of their work. Uh, a lot of people took me out for coffee as well. That was really mm. lovely, and I got to learn more about their work. And then in litigation, uh, completely different as a practice area. Even the hours and the rhythm is different because with litigation, it peaks when you have a trial, but then it might get a bit quieter. Whereas with the corporate seats, it's quite intense more consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, with litigation, I got to work on a pro bono matter. That was really fascinating because I got to onboard the client, uh, organize all of the evidence, do the legal timeline. So I got a very good idea of how you start working with a client. Mm. Um, and it, it was very fascinating. A lot of evidence and a lot of documents in litigation, I will say that. Um, but yeah, all around it was a lovely experience. I do think that one week in each seat was little. I wish mm-hmm. I had more, yeah. um, but hopefully during my training contract, I'll get to learn yeah. more. <laughs> and do you have an idea which one you want to go to or like which one you want to specialize in for your training contract? Or is there one that you're specifically interested in? I, I think it's important to be open. In the past, I've been very fixated on what I thought I wanted to do, and that turned out to be something that didn't suit me. So I'm going into Latham very, very open. Um, I know I will definitely do a finance and a banking seat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a prerequisite for the firm as well. Other than that, I would love to do competition. Latham has a very strong competition team um, with a heavy presence in Brussels as well. So that would be an option for me. Um, data technology transactions are also really interesting DTT but is a very very high demand seat Um, everyone (laughs) wants to be in in tech Um, other than that I I really enjoyed litigation so I would be very open to doing that again same with financial regulation just being really open honestly with this one Uh, my one must is doing a secondment abroad Mm -hmm. if I can get the opportunity to do that I would absolutely love it yeah I'm sure it's such a great experience where would you want to go to you know ideally I would say somewhere in Asia would be my ideal because I've I've never lived there and I've traveled very few times so that would be a very interesting option but I Latham every year offers different international secondments so they're not the same Uh, we'll see what they have when my time comes around and hopefully I can get something (laughs) And how did you stand out throughout the vacation scheme? So like you said, you're basically being interviewed every single day and there's someone looking at you and your test. So how did you, is there something specific that they told you or? Um, There wasn't anything specific. And with all of these experience, I was very intent on being myself and what I, what I decided from the beginning is I'll bring my true self every day to work. And if that's something that they like, then that's great because mm-hmm. that, that that's me. Um, and I didn't want to put on a different persona or a different character than what I am. So um, every morning I would just go in, smile, say good morning to the team and, and just bring a positive attitude to the office. At the same time, being there, working efficiently, helping out um, quickly in what you're asked to do, really important things, but also bringing in a good quality of work. 
Um, so yeah, throughout, I just think I, I, I stuck to my gut feeling. I was myself and um, hopefully they really liked me. So, I'm sure. <laughs> so that's why I, I got the offer. But yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I think and you really do have to trust HR because at the end, they're making the decision to see whether you're compatible with the firm or the firm is compatible with you. So I think that's definitely the perfect approach to because it, it is the next environment you'll be living in. Absolutely. In the future, you know? Absolutely. And there are so many individuals that factor into the decision of you getting an offer. So that gave me peace of mind that, you know, if there was an individual that we didn't um, perhaps have the exact same personality or our personalities didn't match as much. There are so many different actors that, you know, pitch in in you getting the offer. So it really creates a fair and transparent procedure, which was really, really important. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> sorry, um, how was Latham's culture? Do you think that it different? Did you feel like anything differentiated it to other firms? I know you did an uh, experience as well at HSF. So. Herbert Smith Free Hills. Um, I would start by saying it's such a friendly firm. People talk about how Latham has a flat structure and um, everybody gets to sit next to each other and just exchange ideas. And that is definitely true. For both of my seats, I got to sit literally directly next to my supervisor. I could just ask all the questions I wanted. And th there's there's no hierarchy. You can go knock on anyone's door and obviously respectfully ask for their time. And that that really stood out. I don't think I've seen or I've, I've been to another firm um, that had that much of a flat structure. Um, more than that, the international element, again, it was really, really strong, especially because there are a lot of lawyers who've come from the American offices as well, and there's, there's an exchange going on there. Um, and the firm does attract individuals from different backgrounds who've grown up in different countries, lived in different places of the world. So you hear all of the different accents, see all of the different names. That really stands out in Latham's culture, friendliness everyone is so so friendly and truly enjoys working with each other and it's a place that does feel very comfortable to eat to be in um latham is even dog friendly so people brought their dogs in <laughs> and, we, and we and we had them running around in the corridors and joining in on meetings and that just helps create such a good atmosphere mm -hmm. to work on or to yeah. work in um but a very hard working firm as well mm -hmm. i need to add that Obviously, everyone is lovely to work with, but you will have to put in the hours and you will have to put out excellent work. I think as long as you enjoy the team that you're working with, then the long hours are easier to handle because you mm -hmm. feel supported and you feel that you enjoy the people that you work with. So then it becomes easier to do long hours for the client if you have a pending completion or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. And have you heard about the Farage virtual internships? I know some firms, sometimes they advise students to, if they have it, of course, um, to do them because it's somewhat similar to the actual tasks you do in the vacation scheme. So did I, they tell you anything about that? or They didn't touch upon it. I have heard of them, but I haven't done one myself. Um, so I can't really speak to that but I can see no reason why one wouldn't do one mm. if if a firm offers it then you just get more insight so it's 
it's a plus. And I guess you can do it from the comfort of your living room. So that's also <laughs> that's also a reason time, to do it. <laughs> and just overall to conclude everything, what is something you wish you did differently maybe before applying? There's one really uh, strong thing that stands out and that's having no preconceptions about the firms or the path that I want to take. At the beginning of my application path, let's say, I was very insistent on applying to a specific type of firm, um, getting a TC in a specific practice area, and I was really stuck on that. But you never know how something is in practice. And what I learned is that law as a degree and law in practice has such a big gap in between. There are so many differences. So I would say be open-minded. A firm's website shouldn't be, you know, the end all and be all of your decision. And just um, wait to see how a place is actually experience it for yourself and then make your decision. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, don't be closed off to any opportunities that might come your way. Even if it's not your top firm, um, you don't really know what it's like there until you actually experience it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And it's it's also great to just hear that you advise everyone to be intentional with their application and to also just be themselves and trust the whole process and just make sure that you're also aware, commercially aware, like we always say. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I, one other thing that I always reminded myself is as much as a firm is interviewing you, you're interviewing them as well because you want to find a place that you feel happy and fulfilled and challenged at and that place is going to be your home for many hours and many years. So you are interviewing firms as well and you are looking for good signs um, in choosing your workplace. You're not just looking at the rankings and the salaries <laughs> and, and all of that. Yeah, thank you so much for coming to this podcast today. It's really been great to hear about your experiences and your advice. I'm sure so many students will find it extremely beneficial as well for their application process. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs>